All right, hello everyone. This is the Red Zone Power Play podcast, uh, where we talk about the NFL and the NHL. Uh, I am one of your hosts. Uh, I am Eve, and I'm Zach. And today we are going to be talking about the NFL. That's going to be our main focus for today's episode. And um, well, we've had a crazy weekend in the NFL this past week. We've had some big name players go down with injuries. Some of them season ending injuries. Uh, we have names like Saquon Barkley, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, Christian McCaffrey, Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, uh, George Kittle, Michael Thomas. Those guys are also on the list, but they uh, got injured week one. But uh, other than that, like they are some major injuries. Uh, Zach, for you, who is the biggest one? Who, who who's the biggest one that got injured this past weekend in your mind? Uh, to me, it's probably the pair of 49ers and Nick Bosa and Jimmy G. Uh, they're a team that is coming off a Super Bowl uh, appearance, um, losing your star defensive lineman and your quarterback. I mean, they're really losing a lot of their offense. If you think about Barkley, the Giants are in a in a rebuilding mode. Um, sure, he's a he's a star running back, and he is really important to the team and could have really had a good year. Uh, same with McCaffrey. I mean, another rebuilding team, uh, losing their their star. Um, it's not as big of a loss in my mind uh, as what Nick Bosa and Jimmy G are. Uh, Kittle should be okay to return moving forward as well as Michael Thomas, but um, Bosa is really going to be a big blow to that uh, D-line that just lost uh, DeForest Buckner to Indianapolis. Yeah, no, I agree completely with you. And um, I was actually watching First Take this morning, uh, and Stephen A. and Max Kellerman were debating on like who is the bigger loss, Nick Bosa or Saquon Barkley. And it's for sure Joey Bosa. I mean, if you think about it, Saquon Barkley is technically that franchise. I mean, we'll still have to see what Jim, what uh, Daniel Jones is going to bring to that. He's obviously going to he's obviously going to have to pass a lot more with uh, Barkley gone. But um, we'll get into this a little bit later. The Giants are signing Devontae Freeman to a one-year contract. But if you think about it, you're right. This is a team that has – the 49ers are a team that just went to the Super Bowl and lost. And one of the big reasons they got to the Super Bowl was because of that defense in Nick Bosa. He was the reigning rookie of the – rookie defensive player of the year. So it's for sure just a terrible loss for the 49ers and for Jimmy G uh, – you know, he would just hand the ball off a lot, but uh, he would still make the passes when you needed him to. So it's for sure definitely a big loss. They definitely have, you know, a good running back by committee system. You know, Mostert, whatever's going to happen with him moving forward, he seems like a really good uh, breakout kind of uh, running back. Um, but behind him, you know, they, they definitely have made it work. Um, their receiving core isn't, you know, uh, any big stars. You know, they don't have your Michael Thomas or, um, anybody like that, but, uh, they get the job done and it's going to be interesting to see what they do without their starting quarterback who they just paid a lot of money to. Um, and is really, you know, the, the face of that franchise, uh, moving forward. Yeah, I agree. We'll have to see what, uh, the next couple weeks bring for the 49ers, but for now, um, they're going to have to rely on Nick Mullins as their quarterback and, We'll see how that defense does without uh, Joey Bosa. Now let's get into uh, some of the recap from the past couple weeks. Uh, the first two teams that we'll, we'll probably focus on are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, in my mind, they are the two teams to beat in the AFC. Both are uh, starting off 2-0. Uh, the Ravens coming off uh, two huge wins against the Cleveland Browns in Week 1 and the Houston Texans week two, along with the Chiefs coming off a big win against the Houston Texans in week one. And then they had a little bit of a scare last week against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, but they were able to squeeze out that win. I guess uh, in your mind, Zach, who stands, who in the AFC do you think can uh, come up with, who in the AFC can uh, challenge these two teams? Um, I mean, to me, it's, it's gotta be, you know, the, the two, the two guys that have been running it for, you know, the last 10 years, the Patriots and Steelers, um, 
I mean, truthfully, the Patriots, everybody kind of wrote them off a little bit with Brady leaving, thinking they were going to have a little bit of a down year. They had a number of players back out before the season started. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Newton's running that offense really well. Uh, they still have Edelman. They still have, you know, the reigning defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore. Um, they're still a really good team and in a, you know, minus the Bills, a weak division. You know, they got pretty much four easy wins uh, in Miami and the Jets. Um, and you got to figure they're going to they're gonna split with the Bills. Uh, but they have the defense to contain, you know, the Ravens, the running game, uh, and even their deep game, you know, having uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, Lamar's tough to contain as it is. Um, that's why they're one of the teams to beat. Same with Mahomes uh, for Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's that team that they're just printing contracts that are team-friendly at this point. Um, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes' contract's ridiculous, but, um, you know, good for the guy. You know, I, I want nothing but the best for him. Um, you know, they're, they're the teams that are going to run the AFC for years to come, but I really believe... Uh, the Steelers are kind of right back in this. They finally have a defense like what they had, you know, about ten years ago. Uh, they can hold guys to thirty, forty yards rushing, um, all-star caliber uh, running backs. You know, they have Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, and Steve Nelson, guys that can really lock it down uh, downfield. And then Devin Bush is going to start coming into his own. Uh, it's definitely going to take you know the rest of this year. But you got to think come week or year three. For him, he's going to be pretty much what they paid for trading up to that 10th pick. Um, I, I mean, I believe that the young receiving core and uh, you know Benny Snell and James Conner, they're going to get it done because they still have an offensive line that uh, shows promise. You know, that, that Dotson kid that just stepped in and looked really, really good. Um, Pouncey's obviously Marquise Pouncey. That's not going to change. DeCastro hopefully is healthy coming this, this week. Um, but Villanueva is still serviceable, uh, and they have two really good tight ends in uh, Vanette and Ebron. So I, I would say that those are the two teams that really could challenge the Chiefs and Ravens moving forward. Outside of them, you know, the AFC South, there's just there's nobody there that can really compete. Um, the AFC East, the Bills are a good team, but I still think they're another year and maybe a, a piece away from really being that top tier team. But in the West, uh, you know, the, the Chargers, like you mentioned, Herbert's going to be good, but he needs time. Um, and then, you know, the, the Raiders, they're just really hit and miss. Um, I just don't see it happening outside of the, the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, and Patriots. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. And we'll probably we'll get into this a little bit later too. But the Steelers are getting their Hall of Fame franchise quarterback back, who looked really well in his first two games back from injury. So he's for sure, in my mind, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the AFC. He's for sure top four outside of um, Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Deshaun Watson. I think those three are ahead of him. And Josh Allen's creeping up on him, but for sure, I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, and he will for sure challenge those two guys for the AFC title and to hopefully represent the Super Bowl. And we're not just saying this because we're Steeler fans. We are actually, we actually mean this. <laughs> well, comeback player of the year. Um, if he keeps this up, you know, how he's looked these first couple games week one, you know, it, it was rusty. The first couple series that they had, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, coming off of something like that where you miss, you know, 14 games, almost full 15. Uh, it's kind of hard. You know, he hadn't played in almost a full year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the kind of throws he's making, you know, that touchdown to Deontay Johnson on the, on the move to his right. I mean, that's the kind of plays he was making when he was, you know, 26, you know, he's, his arm looks good. You know, the deep ball to Claypool, um, you know, he's slinging it again. I mean, 40 some pass attempts. Uh, I didn't know if we were even going to see that this year. I thought they would go kind of run game heavy, but I would, I would venture to say that the injuries to the offensive line have really just you know, kind of made it a necessity to, to pass more. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the arm looks good, but um, I was even thinking this. I mean, there's no reason for Ben Roethlisberger to be throwing the ball 41 times in a game. I mean, three years ago, we saw him throw the ball 66 times in a game, and that was just 
ridiculous in my mind. But um, yeah, there's no reason for Ben Roethlisberger to be throwing the ball that many times. I agree. I thought I thought uh, they'd rely heavily on the hit, on the run game with James Conner and Benny Snell, especially with the addition to Derek Watt at fullback. I thought he'd be on the field a lot more, and hopefully he can get more offensive time because I'd look because he's a great fullback. He's just a great player all around. But um, yeah, I just the Steelers I think should be a run first team, and then that'll set up the pass for Ben Roethlisberger to take some deep shots to Deontay Johnson, Juju, Claypool, Ebron, whoever. But I think I think that's something the Steelers should probably end up should should do. But anyway, we'll move on here to um, let's get into Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is having an MVP season. He's had multiple great seasons probably throughout the past two years, but this season so far past two weeks, he's just looked incredible. And in my mind, he's the best quarterback in the, in the NFC. And I really don't see a team that could maybe challenge him outside of maybe the 49ers once they get healthy or, um, I mean, new New Orleans, they they looked a little rusty last night and maybe Tampa Bay, but that's still some issues. That's still something there, but Russell Wilson is just playing out of his mind and he's just an all around great quarterback. I mean, what more can you, can you say? I mean, the guy gets hurt at some point every year um, and still manages to make plays like any other quarterback in the league could dream of. Um, He throws, you know, four or five touchdowns a game at this point. Um, He's got weapons all over the field, but he just runs that offense like, like nobody else. Um, Truthfully, I don't think there is anybody in the NFC to challenge him. Um, I mean, Breeze is is Drew Breeze. I mean, that's that's never going to change. Uh, you know, kind of where they're at with losing Michael Thomas for a little while here. Um, that's going to hurt him. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. He's just not going to be Michael Thomas. I mean, you can't replace him. Um, I don't know. I mean, Brady's Brady. He's got his success in the past, but he's just not the same. And when you can't really throw much of a deep ball, it's hard to compete in that NFC South. Um, you know, the NFC West outside of the 49ers and Seahawks is pretty much barren. Uh, Kyler is Kyler, but I still think, um, I still think they're a little bit away from really being that top tier team in the NFC. Uh, Pete Carroll just knows what to do. And Russell Wilson, I have a feeling he could be in the running for MVP this year as long as he stays healthy. Oh, for sure, no doubt. And um, I don't know if you were watching Sunday Night Football this past weekend, but um, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were talking about Russell Wilson being in the MVP conversation the past couple years. And apparently he's been in the conversation, but nobody voted for him. Not one single person voted for Russell Wilson, which is just like, how, how, how can you not vote for Russell Wilson? I mean, I I get the fact that you got Patrick Mahomes who's throwing no look passes and you got Lamar Jackson who's spinning and juking defenders out of their shoes and breaking people's ankles. But Russell Wilson with his play, he could, he could make a no look pass. He can make defenders break their ankles. And it's just, it's just so weird to me to hear those guys say, yeah, he didn't get a single vote for MVP. So, but with the way he's playing so far, and you're right, as long as he can stay healthy, he's a for sure a clear favorite for the MVP. I mean, you think back, you know, Lamar last year, that that's an incredible season. You know, deserved the MVP, led the Ravens to an unbelievable season. Mahomes the year before, I mean, he threw 50 touchdown passes. You know, that's only been done a handful of times in the history of the league. Um, and, you know, the first time since Brady did it in what 07 or 08. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan won an MVP, <laughs> you know, and he had a great year. Don't get me wrong, but I still felt like Russell Wilson was a better quarterback. Um, sure, Matt Ryan got him to the Super Bowl, but I mean, I don't know. Russell Wilson got the Seahawks to a couple Super Bowls in a handful of years there when they, you know, they ended up beating the Broncos and, uh, you know, they, the whole Marshawn Lynch thing against the Patriots, but. Yeah, they were a really, really good team for three years there. Um, they're still a great team. You know, there's a couple of years down, but 
I I just don't get how how he did not get votes in the MVP conversation when you when you talk about it 13 weeks out of the year and then he misses a game or he misses two games I mean how do you take someone out of the MVP conversation just because they had poor injury luck that that just doesn't make sense to me well I can remember like three years ago uh Antonio Brown was uh in the MVP conversation, but then he got hurt against the Patriots in that game and he missed the re- he missed the rest of the regular season before he came back for the Steelers playoff game against the Jaguars. But yeah, they took him out of the MVP conversation real quick. I, uh, I mean, he Brady was on won. pace for 1500 yards, 16, 1700 yards that year. Had he not missed two games, he sets an NFL record. I mean, right. You know, for the last 10 years, granted there's been, you know, crazy receiving years, but who's, who's had that kind of yardage at the production that he has and the consistency that he did, you know, a hundred and some catches a year for what, five years, thousand plus yards for five years and a year up over 17, 1800, a year about 1500. And then he got hurt that year. I mean, he could have had another 1800 yard year and there's nobody else in the league that was doing that at that time. Oh no. Yeah. I, I agree completely, but um, maybe the, person I can think of is Michael Thomas, but he still wasn't at that level just yet. He's not at the level like he is today. But anyway, just getting back to Russell Wilson here, he he deserves to be in that MVP conversation. And I think he will definitely get uh, some votes this year. And I think this could be his year to win MVP. Um, moving on to a new subject, we got uh, Cam Newton and the Patriots. He made his debut uh two weeks ago against the Miami Dolphins and ran the ball pretty well, got into the end zone a couple times. And then even this past Sunday night, he threw the ball. He threw the ball. Well, he almost had 400 passing yards and three, three total touchdowns so far. He's looked pretty good with, uh, with the Patriots. And I know a lot of people were, worried about him saying, oh, will he follow the Patriot way? Will he get on board with Bill Belichick? Oh no, he's a diva and stuff like that. But he seemed to he seems to be in line with Belichick and the Patriot way pretty well. But I mean it's still early to say, but this could still be the Patriots division. I mean Cam Newton is Cam Newton. He's always gonna be a flashy guy. Uh he's always gonna have those celebrations, you know. The main thing that always hits me is when he you know, was playing, was at the Packers last year and they said something about, they knew it was coming. And he said, yeah, you watch film, but you know, watch this, you know, through a touchdown pass, he's always going to be that kind of, you know, big personality. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some teams need that to really, you know, kind of keep the locker room afloat. Cause if you have too many guys that just blend in with the, the walls, um, sometimes the team can get lost in that. Uh, to me, I don't know. I still think, that the Patriots are a really good team in the AFC. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do, especially with their running game outside of uh, Newton. You know, they got Sony Michelle and he's not really done much. Um, you know, Edelman is Edelman. He's going to have a weapon in that. Um, but Newton to me, I mean, he's, he looks like he did in 2015. Uh, it, maybe not quite that level, but pretty close. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. He's he's Cam Newton. He he's Superman. He's making those plays like he did in 2015. He you're right. He's not at that level, but he's certainly playing to that level. And I I definitely don't think he's going to win MVP or anything like that. But I think he could definitely take this team deep into the postseason. May, maybe even continue the Patriots' uh, winning streak in the AFC East. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see because the only team that could challenge Cam Newton and Bill Belichick in that division is uh, the Buffalo Bills. Other than that, yeah, you got two easy wins and four easy wins against the Dolphins and Jets twice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're they're a team that, you know, it's, it's a matter of do they take both against the Bills or do they split? You know, if they split, then it comes down to how do the Bills do overall? Um, you know, kind of changing gears a little bit. The Bills, they they look like the real deal. Um, you know, it is early to to jump to that conclusion, but you know, Allen's finally completing passes with some regularity. I mean, last year he was 
he was overthrowing receivers left and right. Sure, he's done that a few times this year. Um, but he really has a couple weapons in John Brown and Diggs. Um, running game, eh, a little suspect, but it's the same situation with the Patriots. Their quarterback does the most of their running. You know, Allen likes to run. Um, you know, he's like Lamar and Newton and those guys. I mean, they like to be mobile. If they're not throwing, they're going to keep the play alive by running. Um, you know, <laughs> Allen's just running guys over left and right, you know, making big plays. Uh, Newton's the same way. I mean, he's going to do the same things. Um, so it's kind of interesting how, you know, the Patriots were a very, I, I'd say, well-rounded team. They were never really, you know, offense-heavy or defense-heavy, um, you know, not like the the Ravens and the Steelers in the late 2000s into 2010 um, where it was, you know, a hard-nosed defense first style. The two teams are very similar, and I think that they're going to really have a couple good games here this season. Oh, yeah, I agree, I agree 100%. It's going to be really fun to watch those teams go at it. But um, let's get into uh, the Patriots' ex-quarterback, Tom Brady. He, in the offseason, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that offense is definitely loaded with talent like Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, uh, Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement, signed with the Patriots. I mean, f- with the uh, Buccaneers, excuse me. Uh, and then you got some good running backs in uh, Ronald Jones, uh, Shady McCoy, and Leonard Fournette. So that that offense is loaded, but they struggled week one against the New Orleans Saints, and Brady just did not look like himself. Uh, part of that's probably because, you know, new teammates, new coach, new system. So, yeah, that time will come. Time will tell whether or not they can get to that level. But last week they looked they looked better. I mean, Brady still wasn't the best. They scored most of their touchdowns on the run, in the run game with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. But I definitely knew they were going to bounce back this this past weekend, and they definitely did. Brady looked a little bit, like I said, Brady looked a little bit better, but at the end of the day, he still needs to get on board with most of his receivers. I mean, is it me or is it still weird to like see his number on the back of a different jersey? I mean, <laughs> no, no, you know, you're definitely right. It's, it's for sure weird to see him in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. You know, it's it's just like, you know, we, we grew up seeing him as a Patriot you know, for like 20 yeah. years. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's still Brady. He's still going to throw a ton of check downs. He's still going to hand the ball off a lot, a lot of crossing routes. But, you know, you figure those receivers in Evans and Godwin, they're deep threats. And they need somebody, you know, I'm sure Winston threw 30 interceptions, but somebody can throw a deep ball. Because um, Evans being, you know, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like that, He's going to win a lot of jump balls, and Godwin is just a burner. Um, if you can outthrow a D back, or you can get a ball to a point where Evans is the only one that can touch it, um, they're going to win most of those battles. Um, to me, I still think they're going to be kind of like a fringe playoff team. They're in a really good division. Um, Panthers are definitely going to finish last. I mean, there's no question, especially with uh, McCaffrey going down. Um, they're just not. They're not going to do anything. I mean, Bridgewater's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, he's looking good with Robbie Anderson and a couple of those guys. But to me, it's the Saints' division to lose. Um, if the Falcons can quit losing games that they're winning by 25 points, um, <laughs> they might be in it. But I have a feeling it's going to be Saints Buccaneers one two, um, and the Buccaneers clinch a, a wild card spot. And then, as we know, the postseason is Brady's time of year. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I have the Buccaneers at nine or ten wins, and I think they will fight for that seventh playoff spot that's new this year, or they will get that sixth playoff spot. But nine to ten wins, you're, you said it best. They're in a great division, a tough division for sure. It's definitely going to come down between the uh, New or- the New Orleans Saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But one thing that I think, Tampa should be worried about and Brady is should be worried about is his chemistry with Rob Gronkowski. I we've seen it the past two weeks. He just hasn't they, those two just haven't been on the same page. And maybe that's because Gronk retired 
for a year and then came back a year off of football, obviously could do, can, can do that to you. But those two definitely have made plays in the past with the, with new England. And it's just not like them to not be on the same page, you know? Oh, I agree. I mean, they, they were the dynamic duo in uh, new England, you know, Brady had Moss and then he had Gronk. Um, Gronk's a guy that he manhandles people. Um, but he did lose a lot of weight when he retired. You know, he was in playing shape and then he dropped weight because he didn't need that extra, you know, 40, 50 pounds of muscle or, you know, body size because he wasn't competing with linebackers anymore. Um, you know, granted, he probably put a little bit of that weight back on and he's back in more playing shape. But to me, I think that year gap is is almost I don't want to say too much because it's very early and way too soon to say that, but they went from playing together in the Belichick system with the Patriots, um, took a year off, and now they both jump into a new system where Brady's in his mid forties and he's played under the same thing for twenty, twenty one years, and now he's gotta learn something new and Gronk's been away from football for a year. Now granted, when you're, you know, an elite level player coming back into football is it's still football i mean his role is still blocking and catching passes you know he he's still the same player same style player uh maybe a little different with the time away but those two always had chemistry but i have a feeling that that Aryan system is going to be a little too different for them to really regain that type of chemistry well time will tell whether those two can get on the same page or not um I think for sure that they will get on the same page again. But anyway, we got uh, possibly an early MVP candidate in Kyler Murray. He was the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. And this year, he's off to a great start. And give or take, I mean, that that trade for DeAndre Hopkins really helped Kyler Murray. I mean, he's been fine. He's his new favorite target. For sure, his new favorite target and it's really showing for his passing game. I mean, he still he still has Larry Fitzgerald. He's got a good running game in Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake. Defense, I think, is still a little bit questionable for the Arizona Cardinals, but Kyler Murray, for sure, I think he's an early candidate for MVP. Uh, can, can he compete with guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson? Possibly. It is possible because – but he's not making those plays like either of those guys do. But for sure, he's running the ball well, and I just can't <laughs> brag enough about how much that DeAndre Hopkins trade has helped him out. I mean, Hopkins was targeted like 15 times week one and week two. Um, he clearly loves the guy. I mean, first series last week or this past week, week two, was a touchdown right to DeAndre. I mean <laughs> – he was left wide open and like nobody was even close. Um, but I mean, you add a receiver like that, it not only helps the team, but it, it, it helps alleviate pressure on, you know, Larry Fitz. But then again, teams still have to remember he's Larry Fitzgerald. So they might have times where like what happened this past week, Hopkins is left literally wide open. And he is, in my opinion, the best wide receiver on the planet right now. Um, nobody has a streak like he does in terms of anything that comes near him is caught. You know, Thomas makes a lot of catches, but Hopkins, I mean, last year, I don't think he dropped a pass that was, you know, catchable, you know, by definition you know, of the league, it wasn't an overthrow, underthrow, whatever, a pass defense. I mean, sure. There's times where he's targeted and it's incomplete. Well, you know, again, overthrow pass defense, but if it hit his hands, he catches it and, Kyler having somebody like that this early in his career, who's also fairly young and has, you know, good years ahead of him. That's huge. You know, Drake's been a little bit of disappointment so far, uh, but again, it's early. Um, they haven't quite found that run game um, that they used to have a couple of years back when David Johnson was, you know, the thousand rushing and receiving guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, the defense is kind of holding them back. And as I mentioned earlier, that's, there's kind of that one piece keeping them out of that elite team level. And I'd say it's the defense, you know, sure. They did lose Tyron Matthew, um, you know, not necessarily recently, but he was a huge piece of that defense. Um, you know, they've just kind of had pieces move on. Um, 
it's tough to say what they're going to do because they do have to play the Niners and the Seahawks, you know, four times combined. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do against the Seahawks, especially. Um, So I just don't see them winning that division, but Kyler, if he keeps this up, I mean, he's an MVP candidate, no question. No, yeah, I I agree completely. He's, he's just a dynamic quarterback in that uh, NFC West. One of them. I mean, he's, He's not at Russell. He's not at the Russell Wilson level yet, but he's for sure. He can for sure get to that level. Uh, I don't think. I don't see him beating the Seahawks twice. Uh, he already beat the Niners once, and that was with Jimmy G and Nick Bosa both playing. But other than that, yeah, no, I definitely do not see him beating Russell Wilson twice. Uh, other teams in that NFC, I could. He's definitely not going to beat Aaron Rodgers. He's not beating that, that. That's that's a name that we also forgot to mention is that the Packers are still up there. The Packers, I think, are still in that contention for a Super Bowl as long as Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy and that team keeps balling and everything. Well, we're also forgetting about the Rams, a team that made the, the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, Jared right, Wall right. is certainly not your traditional number one pick quarterback. Um, you know he. It's kind of shaky his first couple of years. Then he had a ridiculous year, and then he's been kind of you know back in the middle of the pack. I mean, they're still a good team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, even Tyler Higby, you know, really underrated, but he he makes plays. Um, yeah, they lost Gurley, which hurts a lot. Now they're doing that running back by committee. Uh, Acres and you know uh, those other guys, they're just not Todd Gurley. Uh, I mean, that's very obvious. But they still have Aaron Donald. I mean. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, that defense is just off the charts. You know, on paper, that defense shouldn't even give up a point. Um, you know, some of the stars that they've traded for, signed, whatever it may be. Um, you know, Aaron Donald's still good for 15 sacks a year. You know, it's pretty much a guarantee at this point because the dude's a machine. Um, but again, it that that division and the NFC South, I'd say that those are the two. I would I hate to say highest contested divisions because the AFC North is still a good division, but pretty much all four teams could win any week. Um, especially in the NFC West. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the lions are a team with Matt Stafford, but who he hasn't been the same since Megatron retired (laughs) the bears and Mitch Trubisky. He's the definition of a wild card. Um, and the Vikings, I mean, you got one week where they look like a really, really good team and they look like they're kind of clicking and getting it going. And then the next week, Kirk Cousins throws three interceptions and maybe 25 yards. Um, the Packers are obviously the, the cream of the crop there. Um, but to me, I'd say the top three teams in the NFC have to be the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Packers. And that's held true for years past. No doubt. No doubt at all that those three teams are the top three teams in that, in the NFC. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see who's going to get that number one seed. Cause like I said before, there's now going to be seven playoff teams in each conference with, with one getting a buy and home field advantage while the others have to play, play in the wild card round now with the uh, number two seed. Um. Let's go with the uh, Falcons, you know. I mean, the Falcons, that was a team not too long ago that was playing at an extremely high level. They were in the Super Bowl, but obviously they blew that 28 to 3 lead and they just haven't really been the same since. And I'll, I'll I'll cut them some slack for last week because they were going up against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and that team is just unbelievably good. But last week you were up 20 to nothing and then you had a 9 point lead with under 5 minutes to go in the game how the hell do you blow that game how i just don't understand that and just those those five guys that were there for the onside kick just stood there and watched the ball end up in the hands of the cowboys it's I just don't understand it. Like, how did they blow that game? 
I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought they were on the kicking team and had to let it go 10 yards. I mean, come on. If you're on the hands team, you're there because you know if the ball is coming your way, you grab it. The receiving team does not have to wait 10 yards. I mean, if it goes two yards the way how it literally went across the field before it went up the field, I mean, you go up, you grab it because the Cowboys can't physically touch that ball until it's 10 yards. And if it does, and if they do touch it, it's a re-kick or it's a penalty. However you want it to be, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, Matt Ryan, he's a guy that went from mediocre to elite level, back to mediocre, back to elite level. I just don't know where to, where to place him now. Um, Julio Jones, his numbers haven't been the same for a few years. Calvin Ridley looks good. Uh, that new Gage kid, he looks pretty good too. Um, good compliment to those guys. Gurley's in a new in a new place. They don't have the same offensive line that the Rams did. Um, they also don't have a run heavy team uh, because of the offensive weapons that they have downfield. And uh, Ryan can still sling it around. But I don't, I don't know that defense. They should be better. I, I don't know how. Or what's happened to them? You know, they again blew twenty-eight to three. We all know. Um, but like, what's what's going on with them? I mean, how do you how do you write the ship? Is it is it a Shanahan thing, or um, you know, kind of like that carryover from you know the way he used to coach? You know, is everybody still kind of thinking everything like that? You know, he he was a coach that teams tended to just kind of like lay down and die from time to time. Or are they in a position where they just don't want to win? Regardless, at the end of the day, though, they have to field that kick. Regardless of whether it goes 10 yards or not. I mean, you're right. They they just have to field that kick. If they, if they get that kick, the game's over. And they, they win the game. But th- that was just so bad. And... I don't know if it's a coaching thing or if it's the player's thing, not knowing whether or not they could touch the ball or not. But at the end of the day, I mean, after this loss, if I'm if I'm Arthur Blank, the uh, Falcons owner, I'm almost considering possibly finding a new head coach by the end of the season. I it, it's week two. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that just yet. But Dan Quinn has so far just not gotten back to that point where they were in the Super Bowl. And you may have to make a coaching change by the end of the season if this isn't corrected. Yeah, I mean the the coaching situation there. Like I guess that's that's why I brought up Shanahan. I mean, is it maybe a carryover? You know, Ryan played for Shanahan. You know, in that in that offense for a while. Um, you know, some of those guys were coming into the league when he was around. Um, granted, he's been gone now for you know a little while, but. Um, I don't know. I, to me, it just, it doesn't add up. You know, is it a not wanting to play for, for Quinn anymore? Is it still having too much of that Shanahan mentality? Is it just genuinely not wanting to win? Um, that, that's the hardest thing for me to justify. They're getting paid so much money, um, to literally play a sport that they love and that they've made a career. Um, that it just doesn't make sense. They're a team that should be much better than they're than they're playing. And if they start, you know, losing too many games, that division's out of hand. I agree. I we'll just have to wait and see. It's we it's it's only week three. It's still early. They could still try to make a push towards the end in the upcoming weeks, but right now they're just they're probably one of the worst teams in the in the NFC right now. But uh, all right, let's get into some uh, game picks. You ready for some game picks for uh, week three? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, first game of the week, Thursday night football. We got the Dolphins and the Jaguars. It's kind of a mess. Um, I don't know. I got to go with the Jags. Minshew mania. He's really showing me something. Um, I don't know. He looks good, and they kept up with the Titans, a team that, I mean, last year, sure, it was Derrick Henry mostly, but they looked good. Tannehill still looks good, um, justifying why they paid him so much money. Uh, But Minshew being able to keep up with it, um, having Chark, you know, their rookie running back, um, you know, is it Robinson? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Uh, Robinson is the uh, 
yeah, with Chris Thompson. Oh, wait. Yeah, I think it's James Robinson, something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have some receivers. Minshew's making it work. Um, you know, it shouldn't work because they've traded away every defensive starter that they had the last three years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Jags, and I'm thinking it's going to be, I don't know, maybe a little out of hand. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. I think it'll be a sloppy game. It'll be definitely an offensive game. But at the end of the day, Jaguars. Minshew Mania, I think he's going to carry. He's definitely going to carry that team to a victory this Thursday night. Uh, I expect a close game. Maybe a, a close game. I expect a close game. But at the end of the day, Gardner Minshew is going, going to get the job done. Uh, next game, we got the uh, Niners and the Giants. Who do you got? Oh, that's a mess. I mean, both teams just lost pretty much their whole team. <laughs> um, I don't know. I still got to give it to the Niners. Um, to me, I just think that that they're a much better team. You know, Devonta Freeman, I mean, he wasn't signed and he hasn't played yet. Not that really anybody played before this without preseason and training camp. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do uh, moving into his first week with his new team. But Daniel Jones and you know Slayton and those guys, he's still got weapons, but he's still too young. Um, I just think that the Niners, it's going to be a really low-scoring game unless you know the Giants break away, but I'm giving it to the Niners. Yeah, I think the Niners are still the better team in this situation. Um, Devontae Freeman's going to get some reps this time, but it's going to take a while for him to get back into his playing shape. I mean, he missed the first two weeks of the season because he was unemployed. No team signed him. So it's definitely going to get some time. It's definitely going to take some time for him to adjust to a new system with a new team. And yeah, I just like the Niners in this matchup. I think it'll be sloppy, but at the end of the day, I think the Niners pull out the win. Uh, Next matchup, we got the Washington football team against the Cleveland Browns. Washington football team, baby. No real reason to it, but I think that they're going to pull off an upset here. Um, the Browns, to me, sure, they got a good running game. Um, but I, I think Washington's going to pull one out. Um, go a little upset here, you know, a little underdog kind of pick. But um, I don't know. I got a good feeling about Washington this week. Um, you know, Gibson, the rookie running back, he's going to get some reps. He's a really solid, you know, downhill runner. Um, Haskins hasn't looked bad. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin's pretty solid. Um, they're, they're not a terrible team. They just, I don't know. They're all so young and inexperienced, but the Browns, I mean, they got all the talent in the world and they struggle putting it together. Uh, they barely beat the Cincinnati Bengals with their, you know, rookie quarterback playing in a second game of his career. Yeah, I think it'll be tough for both teams, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I'm giving it to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as if St- Kevin Stefanski could stick to that game plan that they had last Thursday night and run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that'll set up the play action pass for Baker, so we could hit OBJ or Jarvis Landry or Austin Hooper. But at the end of the day, it, it that offense runs through Nick Chubb or and Kareem Hunt. Uh, with the Washington football team, I think. Just um, they're still trying to put the those pieces together. You're right. Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked bad in his relationship with Terry McLaurin. That went all the way back to Ohio, to their Ohio State days. Uh, that connection's there. But really, at the end of the day, I'm I got to give it to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, next matchup, we got the Cincinnati Bengals against the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are zero and two and are looking for their first win. Bengals, one word. Two words, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they got weapons. They got they got the way to go. Uh, they got Mixon. You know, they got uh, Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, I I don't know. They looked pretty solid against the Browns. Granted, it was against the Browns. Uh, Burrow's only going to get better with experience. He is a guy that came off throwing a combined like sixty some touchdowns last year in the NCAA. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a good passer. He's a smart kid. And to me, the Eagles, they haven't been the same since, well, Nick Foles left. Um, 
you know, their receivers, Aguilar, uh, those kind of guys, they're, they've dropped off the earth. Um, running game wise, I don't see much from them. Defense wise, aside from uh, Darius Slay, I don't know. I just, that's, that's going to be a sloppy game too, in my opinion. You know, I was probably going to go with the Eagles in this matchup, but Carson Wentz has just underperformed this so far this season. He's he's not playing to that 2017 MVP form like, like he did, and he's missing receivers. He's throwing interceptions. Give her, I mean, I'll give him some credit. I mean, they just played the Los Angeles Rams, and they did play the Washington football team, who looks pretty good. but. At the end of the day, I agree. I got to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this matchup. Joe Burrow, I think, is going to put on a show with uh, Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. And the Eagles' defense is still very questionable. So I got to give it to the rookie in this matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals coming up on top. Uh, Next matchup, which is going to be a really good game, actually. The Las Vegas Raiders against the New England Patriots. Who you got, Zach? Oh, man. Uh, Well, if Derek Carr plays like he did this week, I mean, they could beat just about anybody in the league. It's almost like when they went 13-3 and a couple years back. Um, You know, Gruden, he'll he'll get the team ready. There's no question about that. Uh, But this is Bill Belichick we're talking about. Um, To me, this this game shouldn't really be close on paper, um, being with who the two teams are and the inexperience. But uh, the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, um, they looked really good. Uh, Josh Jacobs has really been a good story for them. Um, but I don't know. I got to give it to the Patriots here. Uh, if Newton can play like he did and has, I don't think that, that the Raiders really stand a chance. It's going to be a battle of the uh, offenses, or at least two offenses against a weak defense and a strong defense that that's going to be the storyline of that game. And the new England Patriots have that, that strong defense. And I think that defense is going to get to Derek Carr a couple times. So I like the Patriots in this matchup. Uh, I think they'll win by at least 10 points, maybe a little bit more, but 10 at, at least. And um, just Derek Carr. Yeah. Just you're right. If he if he could play like he did on Monday night, then yeah, the Raiders can beat anybody. But that defense is the Raiders' defense is still questionable. The Patriots have the best defense, and if Cam Newton can just keep playing like he has been the past two weeks, there's no question that that team will win this game. So I like the Patriots. Uh, next matchup, we got the Chicago Bears against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, can we take a pass on that game? <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean it, i don't know i mean <laughs> the the atlanta could get out to like a 50 point lead and trubisky could maybe throw like seven touchdowns and find a way to win um i don't know <laughs> to me i think that game's a wash um don't go trying to bet on it there's just no reason to um I don't know. There's not a whole lot of analysis for that. To me, it's, I can't even say Atlanta. I'm going to say Chicago just because. You just can't trust Atlanta. At this point, you just cannot trust Atlanta. So yeah, I'm taking the bears as well. Oh, next matchup. We got the, Ooh, this is a good game. The Los Angeles Rams against the Buffalo bills. Giving it to the bills. I think they're the real deal. I really think that defense is there. Um, you know, this is going to be their first, like, real test uh, of the season. You know, if they can beat the Rams, eh, they might be able to beat some other big-name teams. Uh, that defense containing uh, Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods, that's a big deal. Um, I'm giving it to the Bills. I think Allen's going to be good. I think, uh, you know, Diggs is obviously going to draw Ramsey. Uh, but they still got John Brown. They still got some other options to go with, and that running game could get more involved, certainly if they can keep Aaron Donald in check. Uh, it's not going to be a lot of inside running room. It's going to be mostly outside. But, 
Yeah, I'm going to give that to the Bills. This is tough. I mean, the Bills almost kind of, almost blew a lead to the Miami Dolphins this past weekend, but they still got out with the win because of their offense. And Josh Allen just playing lights out, unbelievable right now. And he's going to have a test. He's going to have a test this week against Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and that Los Angeles Rams defense. And let's not forget that the Rams are playing like they did a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. But um, at the end of the day, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think the Bills will pull off the upset. I it's going to the game's going to come down to the wire, and I think the Rams are going to the Bills, excuse me, are going to win it by a field goal. Uh, next up is uh, our game, the uh, Houston Texans against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. This is uh, this is tough. If the Steelers get the Castro back, I have a feeling they're going to win because uh, they'll have a little more support. Uh, containing Watt. Uh, certainly they don't have Clowney anymore, so it's pretty much a one-man show on that defensive front um, in terms of who you really have to limit. Um, I mean, obviously, J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt. That's not going to change. Um, but downfield, that defense is a little suspect. Uh, they're a team that's going to struggle a little bit. You know, if Claypool starts getting downfield, uh, Juju on those crossing routes, and same with Johnson. I mean, Johnson this past week was making dudes miss like it was his job. I mean, it is, but um, he was looking really good punt returns. I mean, he just reverses field like nobody else. Uh, if they can get that running game going, keep Ben under that, you know, 35 pass attempt mark. Um, I think they're going to be in a good spot. Uh, Benny Snell's got to hold on to the football. I really think he should be the lead back, um, in terms of his running style. Connor, just to me, um, he's a very consistent runner. Um, but he also doesn't quite have that burst, uh, to really get into the second level. Um, I'm going to give us one of the Steelers, and I'm going to say it's by, yeah, we'll go 10 points. You know what I'm really hoping for this weekend? I'm really hoping Derek Wide gets in on offense and the Steelers run a power play and Derek just bulldozes over his brother, JJ. <laughs> but That'd be um, something to watch. That would be incredible to watch that. Uh, that's just great, good television right there. But um, I agree with you. Uh, I would feel, me being a Steelers fan, and obviously you too, uh, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with this game if the Texans were 1-1. One and one. But they're 0-2. This is a team that's looking for a victory. Uh, thankfully, this game is in Pittsburgh. But uh, I agree. I'm going to take the Steelers in this matchup. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a clo- close score game. I, th- I give it to the Steelers by... Four points. Four points. That's what I'm giving them. Uh, next game is the Tennessee Titans against the Minnesota Vikings. This is a game that kind of revolves around a running game. The, the, the Vikings have one guy you got to key in on, and that's Thielen. The Titans, it's A.J. Brown or Corey Davis, whichever one ends up being the lead receiver in this game. Um, if you think about it, if Henry's running, there's nobody getting in the way of him. Uh, the way he runs, he could run for 300 yards, you know, set a new record. Um, Dalvin Cook, though, uh, if he can be, you know, shifty and kind of kind of quick like he tends to be, um, I don't know. He might be able to really gash some holes in this Titans uh, defense. Uh, I'm going to give us one of the Vikings. I think that, um, sure, it's uh, – you know, you like that? Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to come out with a little, uh, a little, a little redemption after a, a really, really, really bad game. Um, and I think Dalvin Cook gets really involved in this game. Um, and I have a feeling that uh, that Thielen's going to have a, a pretty big game. This is tough. I mean, the the Vikings are a team that have really struggled so far, and. I think their record is one and one, if I'm not mistaken. But um, this is a team that's also coming off a horrible loss to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. But uh, the Titans, I mean, they almost blew that game to the Jaguars. So this isn't going to be, you know, an easy game for the Titans. But um, I'm going to give it to the Titans just because Ryan Tannehill is still playing like he did last year. And I think Derrick Henry is just going to have a big game against the Minnesota defense. So I'm giving it to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Well, Minnesota's 0-2, and, and they did just lose uh, a linebacker. Okay, yeah. So um, 
that makes it a little bit more tough for the Titans just because you got a hungry team coming in that needs a win to save their season. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to give it to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Next game is the Carolina Panthers against the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers by a million. Um, Herbert looked really good against a really good Kansas City team. Uh, throwing for over 300 yards, rushing for one touchdown and connecting on one through the air. Um, Eckler's still a really good running back, even without Rivers to really be handing the ball off with experience and hitting him on checkdowns and short passes. Um, to me, it's it's the Herbert show. Uh, I've liked the kid all through college. Uh, he is your prototypical passer. Um, big body, stands in there, kind of like a Big Ben type, a little more mobile. Uh, huge arm. I mean, like, Josh Allen type, like throws the ball a hundred miles an hour, you know, can throw it 70 yards through the air. Um, I think that's where we're going. I'm going with the chargers. The Panthers are going to feel the loss of uh, Christian McCaffrey this weekend. That's no question, but uh, I agree with you. I think Justin Herbert's going to put on a show against the, against the Carolina Panthers and they're going to win it pretty. They're going to win it pretty easily. Next game, we got the uh, <laughs> the New York Jets against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I'll take another pass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be Indy. I don't. Without Bell and Crowder, the uh, the Jets are kind of going to struggle. I mean, the Jets are already struggling right now. They're for sure the worst team in the NFL right now. I think, and. The reason for that is two words, Adam Gase. That that dude just needs to be fired. It's probably not going to happen this weekend, but it needs to be happen within this season. But uh, yeah, I think the Colts are going to win this game. Phillip Rivers is going to find T.Y. Hilton, and the, the Colts are just going to win this game pretty big. Uh, next game, oh, pretty good game here. We got the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. Two big powers in the NFC. Um, that's a tough one to pick. You know, the Cowboys got a, a pretty solid defense and some weapons on offense. Uh, the story goes both ways there. Um, you know, I'm going to give this one to Seattle. I think they keep the ball rolling. I think Wilson and that uh, that offense are are going to be um, all over it. Carson's going to have a big game on the ground. Um, I think they win pretty. Pretty convincingly, maybe not score-wise, but they're going to look like the better team. Jamal Adams is going to be the difference maker in this game. He's been the difference maker. He's been the difference maker the past two weeks. So I think he's going to be the difference maker again this week for that matchup. And I like Seattle as well. I think Seattle, Russell Wilson is just going to keep making those dynamic plays that he's, that he's, that he has the past two weeks and they are going to win by 17. I'm, I'm calling it's going to be, a, it's going to be a seven, 17 point win for this, for the Seahawks. Next game, we got the Detroit lions against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Cardinals. I mean, the lions are just kind of lowly right now. Um, Peterson looked good week one. He's Adrian Peterson. I mean, what else can you expect? Um, but, trading slay in the offseason um they really don't have much going uh, especially if galladay's still out uh, marvin jones is is not bad but he's not going to carry that that uh, receiving core um hawkins is not bad either don't get me wrong um, but the cardinals too many weapons and just they're gonna run away in a shootout kyler murray and deandre hopkins are going to put on on the show that's just plain and simple so yeah the cardinals by a cardinals by a lot Next game, we got uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Denver Broncos. Well, this one is kind of a no-brainer. Tampa, uh, the Broncos just lost Sutton, um, and they also don't have their starting quarterback in Drew Locke. Um, Melvin Gordon is going to get overused. Um, Jerry Judy's got to step in and be the starter, you know, the number one guy. Uh, without Von Miller on defense, I just don't think they can really handle Tampa uh, with that running game, as well as you know Brady at the helm. Uh, even with Tampa's defense being pretty suspect, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Den- Denver's just hurting right now. They don't have Locke. They don't have Sutton. So Tampa's going to win that. Brady's going to have fun with that uh, Denver Broncos defense. He's going to find Godwin. He's going to find Mike Evans for big gains. And, I th- and I'm calling right now. I think he's going to find Gronk f- for a touchdown this week. So Buccaneers are going to win pretty big. Uh, next up, we got the Sunday night matchup, which is a pretty good matchup. You got two of the the top two the top two teams probably in the NFC facing each other in the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I got to give this one to Green Bay with how Saint with how the Saints looked, uh, you know, the other or last night actually against uh, the Raiders. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones just ran for 175 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams has like 21 catches this year already. Uh, Rodgers looks like the Rodgers of old, uh, kind of like revitalized in that new offense. Um, he's got, you know, Scantling and, uh, and some other guys on the, the receiving core. Um, I, I just think they're the better team. Um, I think that defense is finally playing how they, sh- how they should. Um, but it's definitely going to be a shootout style game. You know, we might see an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary to win it. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, these are two Super Bowl caliber teams, two teams that sh- deserve to go to the Super Bowl for sure. But um, I'm going to give it to the Saints just because they're playing in the Superdome and Drew Brees loves the Superdome. I, I think he's going to have a big game. I, I think he's going to have a big game finding Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Kamara. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to make some plays too. So is Aaron Jones. But at the end of the day, I think the New Orleans Saints are going to win by a field goal to win the game. Will Lutz is going to win the game for them. And last but not least, the Monday night game, which is arguably probably the best, maybe the best game. I don't know, but we got the Chiefs and the Ravens. Oh, you love to see that matchup, don't you? You get to see the big big quarterbacks going head to head. You really do. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens. God, I hate it. You know, as a as a Steeler fan, it's hard to it's hard to give the Ravens a ton of credit. But um, Lamar, Mark Ingram, uh, you know, the receiving core, everywhere from uh, you know Hollywood Brown um, down to the tight ends. You know, Mark Andrews. Um, that defense. I mean, come on, <laughs> the names that are in that defense. It's just unfair. Um, but the same can be said about the Chiefs. You know, they have you know Matthew in the back end on, at safety. Uh, the D line is solid. Um, they do a, they do struggle containing the run a little bit, um, but I think that that offense that the the Chiefs have, um, I think coming back after a week where they kind of struggled. Um, I mean, the first half of this past week against the Chargers, they were just kind of like non-existent. Um, I think Mahomes comes out slinging. Um, both he and Jackson will. I just think that the big play. Uh, style of the chiefs with Tyree kill and uh, Kelsey downfield. Um, I mean, Kelsey's a beast. It's just unfair how good he is as a tight end. Uh, he's practically a wide receiver. Um, I just think that the chiefs, you know, Sammy Watkins too, and uh, Edwards Hilaire, I think that they're just going to pull away uh, at the end. I think that they just outlast the Ravens. This game is going to be a highlight reel for sure. It's just going to be a highlight reel. Both quarterbacks are going to make some amazing plays, but at the end of the day, you know, I hate to say this too as a Steelers fan, but I'm giving this game to the Baltimore Ravens. I think just being in Baltimore and that defense just with those names, Clays Campbell, Derek Wolf, Judon, Marcus Peters, uh, Malik Harrison, the rookie from Ohio State, he's played really well so far. They did. The Ravens did just lose one of their top cornerbacks and young, I think, for the year. But at the end of the day, I'm giving this game to the Ravens by by a field goal. Uh, Mahomes is going to make some plays too, but it, it, I, Lamar Jackson is going to get this game for sure. All right, that was our first episode, Zach. How, how do you think we did? 
I think it went pretty well. Uh, just to touch a little bit on the NHL here, uh, being that we're going to try and talk about a little bit of both, there's not a whole lot going on now that we're in the Stanley Cup final. Um, the the Dallas Stars and Tampa Bay Lightning are tied one-to-one uh, in the series. Um, Dallas was, I mean, ridiculously dominant in game one. Uh, game two, they took you know three penalties in the first period, gave up a couple power play goals and another goal late in the period, and that was all she wrote. Uh, they mounted a pretty good comeback, just couldn't get it done. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to watching that series as it un- unfolds. Um, now that it becomes a best of five uh, overall, you know, I think this episode went pretty well. Um, yeah, I got a lot covered with the NFL. There was a ton that happened these first two weeks. Um, injuries galore. Uh, Headlines, MVP candidates, teams that looked like they could be contenders or 0-2. Um, you know, I, I think that it's it's going to be good. Uh, week three is going to be a big show. Uh, we got some really nice matchups, some that kind of don't really warrant being on TV. Um, yeah, I think it was a good first episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh we definitely have some good matchups this weekend. I will be for sure look forward to watching all those games, especially our game, the Steeler game, but especially that Chiefs Ravens game and that Packers Saints game. And yeah, I'll definitely see. I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but I'm definitely going to check out uh, Stanley Stanley Cup Finals this week, and uh, hopefully we can touch up a little bit more on that for our next episode, which will be next Tuesday. And um, this has been the Red Zone Power Play Podcast. And we hope to see you guys next week. See ya. Thanks.